This is the beta test of what would be Grok Talk 3.14159 or something like that. I don't quite know what to call it yet, but that's what we're going to go with for the moment. Uh, we have Mike and Skip. This is a, a beta test. This is, we will broadcast this because we're crazy and we don't care. But uh, Skip Murphy is with me, Mike Rogers is with me, and we are ready to have a conversation about Lord knows what because it's us and anything could happen. But I did come up with an opening question that I think is relevant and that I think everybody should talk about on the right. Um, I was reading uh, online, as we all do every day, and I came across an article on Gateway Pundit, and it was more or less to the effect that uh, folks on our side are getting excited about it, air quotes, scare quotes, all coming out, like the Hunter Biden laptop, um, all this election stuff. Dinesh D'Souza's got his 2,000 mules video that he's teasing as his next uh, project where they use GPS phone tracking to identify 2,000 mules who are loading up ballots into these drop boxes all over in key states. And um, <clears throat> they're, they're excited that they think people are, are beginning to realize that, that the election was stolen and that the laptop was real. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's true. I think people on our side are beginning to realize that they can talk about it but I don't think the general population really has a clue yet. Let's start with Mike. What do you think? Yeah, that's probably true, Steve. I mean, as recently as a month or so ago, I talked to you know Biden voters who still would have voted, voted for Biden because Trump's mean and all that. Uh, in, in, vain do, in vain do I protest that uh, it's a feature, not a bug. It's just the way the guy is. Uh, just look at the results. Um, they're beginning to notice the results. The polls everywhere are saying that um, the little guy that the Democrats claim to champion is feeling the pain, and they're beginning to think that Biden's policies are hurting him. But whether that's enough for them to vote Republican is another matter. Skip? So I caught the reference. Grok Talk 3.145. So Grok Talk Pi. One four one um, one four one five, five nine. Totally irrational, like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden's Biden's polling is less than whale snot. Uh, people are getting tired of the the constant push by the left of well, it's it's gone from political correctness to you will believe what we tell you to believe, and um, I think people are. are the battle space has been groomed by the left so as to better help our cause because everything they've tried to hide is now coming out. As I told somebody else today on a somewhat different topic, I think the right has hit peak trans in that they're no longer willing to put up with this nonsense that a man can be a woman and Leah Thomas nay, William Thomas, who went from a male at 462 ranking in swimming at UPenn, gone, went to number one overnight and parades around in such a racy cut bathing suit like most females do. And it's not a good look as he walks around in his birthday suit in their locker room. So I am detecting a disturbance in the leftist force as the rebels are starting to say, hey, we got this. Yeah, the feminists, sorry, after you. And if you, and if you wanted some pithy words from me, today's not the day. 
or night. Uh, I know. We we got the preamble. We're good. Go ahead. Yeah. Mike. So you know, especially the feminists having what they won, i.e., Title IX, snatched from them, they're beginning to get a little upset. And you know, you see sports stars coming and speaking out. J.K. Rowling's taking it on the chin over and over for speaking out uh, against uh, trannies invading you know, the the women's space. And uh, you know, she makes a lot of sense. She's uh, she's not talking nonsense. And, and several sports stars have, uh, have had their themselves practically cancelled off of uh, public platforms for saying the same thing. Wasn't it Martina Navratilova, for example? If I've got my my women correct. Yep. So I guess the real question is is that we see this, but we know it's not broadcast by the major media the corporate media, which is what most people still watch. So the question, I guess, is are enough of these people coming forward between now and we'll just say the November election for for, uh, reference because that's the next big one, um, that this is going to have the kind of momentum or, as does appear often to be the case, it's really just a bigger inside baseball stadium and it doesn't have the momentum to make a difference once the, the election arrives. Make the difference. I Go think, on, Skip. I think we're gonna we're in the process of seeing another mom revolution here. Um, I wouldn't say soccer moms. I think it's swimming moms. I think it's school board moms, uh, student moms, or moms of students and things like that. There, you're seeing grocery moms. You're seeing gas moms. They're all seeing all of the. Biden policies coming home to them and given the traditional role of women uh, in the family uh, or even as single moms, they're getting lambasted all around and people are starting to say, what happened in just a year? And, you know, I saw a Biden poll as low as 28 percent. That's basically hardcore Democrats only. And, you know, I I just stopped and picked up barely a basket full of groceries the other day, not even the stuff I thought we we needed, $200. I just tanked up uh, this morning to bring the grandson to Dartmouth-Hitchcock. So my total gas bill for that trip is probably going to be closer to $50. Cable is going up phone is going up everything is going up and the only big difference is but is the mean tweeter is gone as mike pointed out and gas is expensive groceries are expensive the shelves are bare and i think you know there's going to be a a a a slashback on this by people saying my life is not better right uh, yeah, and, and the moms, especially the school, the moms of school age kids are as mad as hell. You know what will really tell? If half the families with school age children up and leave California, because there they are doubling down on everything, the masking, the vaccine mandates. You won't be able to have a, a kid that's free from this stuff unless you leave the state. And I think there's going to be a desperate rush out of the state by summer. And I just hope it's big enough to really mess things up. <laughs> All right. Well, you mentioned California. Um, they just had some um, – they had a shootout 
up there at the OK Corral in Sacramento, where in, in the real world, people who actually pay attention to the details, some gang members got into a fight, and they had guns, and they were shooting at each other, and six people ended up dead. I think they were all members of rival gangs. Um, the media called it a mass shooting. Um, the police said, no, it's just gang guys who got guns and started shooting each other. Joe Biden said, well, we should have gun laws like they have in California. That obviously worked. That part I didn't hear. So, what do you think? Well, Go ahead, typical Mike. lefty hellhole goes down to uh, yet another uh, law uh, uh, or law enforcement meltdown because, again, we let these gangbangers back out on the street with little or no bail. Uh, if we even put them in jail for a little while, they're out again in weeks or months. And nothing's being done to stop the recycling of criminals. And so they're out there. It's unsafe everywhere. There was a jogger uh, basically strangled and assaulted uh, in New York in the last uh, 48 hours. And the guy ran off with her cell phone. Luckily, I think another person had some video of it. Yeah, I kept thinking, well, did Chiasa, who is the uh, weather underground love baby uh, raised by, what's his face, Obama's favorite mentor. Uh, I thought he was, uh, yeah, Bill Ayers. I thought he was down in San Diego, not in Sacramento, for letting them out. So, you know, another Soros-sponsored well, uh, DA. Chase of Modin but, in uh, San Francisco, who's a, who's a Bill Ayers type. Yep. But you, you you look at this and it's definitely a, a Republican way to win, which is the the left, the socialist left, in the process of trying to have our culture and our society devolve into chaos. Soft on crime, you can do whatever you want, but we're going after the legals, people who have guns. And it proves the point. Criminals aren't going to obey the law no matter what they say and it's a perfect example and I hope the California GOP as well as anywhere else say look you've got the among the toughest gun laws in the country and you couldn't even stop it in your your uh, capital although we had a gun shooting on our capital field as well here in uh, New Hampshire so you know kudos to us for having the laxus and everybody's all a twitter um, sorry for the pun. The uh, you know that a, a firearm went off on the state uh, house grounds. Only one, from what I understand. But still, it was a fight rather than uh, a mass murder. No, I, I hadn't either. Oh, a couple nights ago, uh, WMUR was all over it because guns. Uh, there was a, a a bunch of individuals probably young adult males. I heard, you know, motorcycles were involved and all of that. There was a fist fight going on. I believe there was perhaps a single gunshot, maybe two, and the place got swarmed. But, you know, motorcycles are faster than cars on the streets. So I think they, I'm not sure that anybody got arrested. I need to follow up once I wake Notice up. Notice that, no. Yeah, notice that on the no. second. Yeah, notice that on the second, the plaza was absolutely crawling with guns, and nobody got shot. There wasn't a single bang except from the noises of the microphone. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and we, know, were we were surrounded by point. masked marauders with long guns as well. 
that is to say the Proud Boys yeah. doing what Proud Boys do, which is being patriotic and unfortunately masked because the liberal Harridans would come and take their pictures otherwise. Was, were they Proud Boys or just the three percenters? No, they said Proud Boys. Okay. And they were all good guys. Um, okay. Well, it goes to really what the base problem is. It's culture. We have a culture of live and let live here, that we are responsible, self-reliant, and all of that. And California doesn't. It's a culture here of self-governance. Theirs is a dependency on government. And again, where the most people here still believe in law and order, for the most part, we're the safe, or one of the always the safest states in the union. And you look at California. It's the same as uh, South Side of Chicago, New York, and all the others where lawlessness reigns. And they just, you know, they don't believe that broken windows theory of law enforcement works. So they get what they get. Let, let, them, let them stew and clean up the bloodstains later for all I care at this point. You know, play stupid uh, policy games, get stupid results. Well, like you said, it's it's just so ironic that particular event happened in Sacramento where they wrote all those laws and they were signed into law and it, they've done absolutely nothing. I mean, California's crime is crazy. Their their welfare is out of it's just out of sight. The whole place is a mess. New Hampshire is a great state where we're, we rank very well on just about every single category from average income to health outcomes to standard of living to quality of life, to public safety, to low violent crime. And still, Democrats come from far and wide, and plenty of them who grew up here, and they're like, we want to do what they do over there. And uh, we don't want that. So part of the reason we're doing this podcast is to really kind of expand back into what we were doing for a number of years. Uh, We've reached about 14 and a half minutes so far. And we would sometimes have a break or not here have an ad. If, you, uh, if you're interested in running ads, we can talk about that. We're going to definitely include that in our programming when we start to kind of tighten things up a little bit. But as we move into this next segment, I guess I'm going to start with you, Mike. You had a bunch of topics you wanted to talk about. Uh, pick one that's near and dear to your heart and throw it out there, and we'll bat it around a little bit. Sure. So, well, Steve, you've covered the, the COVID uh, disaster and the vaccines probably more than anybody, but I've done my share of reading. One of the things that stood out to me was that the numbers were practically inverted. You know, We have a claimed 900,000 going on a million COVID deaths which now even the CDC is agreeing is not real. When you back out the deaths with instead of the deaths from, you're looking at about 200K. And then when you back out the deaths aided and abetted by remdesivir and ventilators, you might have as few as 100K unavoidable deaths. So let's say we got 100 to 200K deaths from COVID, uh, you know, people that got really sick and, and, I, you know, and I feel really bad for them. And then let's look at the other side of the equation. VAERS database says that we have in the low 20s of thousands of deaths from the vaccines. However, the underreporting factor, depending on who you look at, is somewhere between 9 and 41. 
So let's just say it's between 10 and 20. That means that those 20-ish thousand uh, COVID vaccine deaths are more like 200 to 400,000, maybe even higher. And now the numbers of dead from COVID versus dead from vaccine have swapped places. And this is not looking like a good bet. And as I said in Confessions of a Vaccine Skeptic a few months ago, I initially was just skeptical because flu vaccines don't work that well. I expected that the um, the vaccine would at least produce some degree of immunity. What is turning out is quite the opposite. The spike protein is nasty, whether it's on the virus or on its own, or attached to one of your cells because the mRNA put it there. It causes all sorts of problems. And not only that, it makes your immune system overreact to just one thing. So when the, vi- when the virus morphs, even just a little bit, it skids around that, uh, that immunity and infects them anyway. You know, my sister has been vaccinated and probably boosted. She has long COVID. You know, and then there's other things that, that I note that uh, seem to be unexpected uh, from people that think they got away with it, with the vaccines. Well, I have two people in my family, Mike, who have been vaccinated, and they're the only ones who've gotten sick all winter. Yeah. And they've got sick more than once. Not seriously, but I mean, they got, I, I, I've been sick yeah. at all. Um, I know Skip had a little something for a couple of days, but, you know, for the most part, and of course, Skip's been vaccinated. But, you know, he has a situation where maybe that was the right thing to do because of his family yeah. and, and no, things that, that are going fine. on there. Uh, yeah. But, you know, flu vaccines, flu vaccines don't work. I just posted something yesterday that showed the history of the increase in vaccinations annually and deaths stay the same. They really don't save lives, and they really never yeah. have. And, of course, this is yeah, a, was that, was that on is Steve Kirsch or Alex Berenson? Uh, Berenson yeah. had it. I might have found it through Kirsch. I don't remember who led me to it, but I chased it down a rabbit hole, and I'm like, this is interesting. Yeah, you, We're going to write get, about this. You got vaccinations doing this, and you got the deaths doing that. Just staying staying pretty much the same. I mean, you're talking within 5,000 every year, more or less. I mean, and that was because the population was aging at a steady rate, and people get older. And when you get older, if you get flu, it kills you. It, it's just kind of what happens. And it's sad, but people are used to it. And we used to be able to go and comfort our elderly in our family. And of course, COVID denied them that, which was another tragedy. But another one that we just wrote about today um, is something we knew about. But uh, Maine, the uh, Bangor Daily News just had a report coming out that uh, hospitals are getting swamped again by people who couldn't get scanned or treated or surveilled or whatever because of COVID, either because they weren't allowed to or because they were afraid to. And now these people are showing up in droves at the hospital looking for surveillance, for tests, for cancer, for heart conditions, for all sorts of things. And they're saying it's it's not good, as we've been reporting for well over a year and a half. We knew this was coming. And, and here it is. Maine is reporting it. I was a little surprised that the Bangor Daily News actually reported it. I don't think they realized exactly the message they were sending the way they did it, which I thought was kind of amusing. But um, they uh, they they just they were like, well, now we have all these people who are are farther along in cancer, but wouldn't have been if they'd been able to go because of COVID, and and they're framing it in because 
all these COVID patients were at the hospital. But the only reason the COVID patients were at the hospital was because, first of all, you scared the crap out of everybody, told them that they had to go to the hospital, which killed a lot of them, and then you gave them all home tests. They tested positive, crappy tests that we know don't work right. And then they all ran to the hospital because their test was positive, even though they didn't have any symptoms, clogging up the hospitals, making it impossible for people who were actually ill or might be ill to get treatment. There's more to it than that. And uh, I wrote, of course, there uh, is. and several people wrote in the spring of 2020, you know, when the when the reopened New Hampshire uh, protests were at the state house, and I was there too. What we wrote was that the government policies, by forcing the hospitals to only treat COVID patients out of a too much abundance of caution, were in fact pushing all of these routine procedures, so-called elective surgeries, screenings out of the hospitals, and it was going to result in a wave of illnesses later. But wait, there's more. The other thing that we said at the time was that this was going to cause the hospitals to be desperately short of money and to have to lay off staff. And so what happened next? What happened next, as I wrote about in Schreibtestata, the desk killers, is that then the government put forward a set of policies that said, well, we'll pay you more if, if you diagnose them positive, if you, if you admit them, if you give them remdesivir, if you put them on a ventilator, and if they die. Gee, do you think the hospitals might recoup the money that the government took away from them under those conditions? And now, as you say, we have the delayed screenings and all of those things, but there's even more. Some of the signs, some of the signs that people like Steve Kirsch have been monitoring suggest that the vaccines may be causing an uptick in cancer, not merely the, the delayed screenings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's over 1,200 possible side effects. And we also know that, you know, the hospitals undercut themselves with their own vaccine policies when nurses and doctors said, no, I'm not getting this thing. And so they ended up getting fired or leaving. Um, So now you've got a hospital that hasn't been doing its job very well and has self-understaffed. And now you have all these people showing up with actual illnesses as a result of just Mm -hmm. living. And then all these thousands of side effects that we've seen so much information about lately that, that Pfizer and the FDA knew about coming out and, and just, you know, people are, what did I just, I just wrote it either today or yesterday. Pfizer hired 600 yes. full-time employees in the opening months just to take calls about adverse reactions to their safe and effective and that, vaccine. And that was during Skip, the trial ahead. period or just after it. I know, I know. Yep. You know, I I noticed that as well. It uh, came out more broadly uh, over the last few days. And, you know, there are a lot of adverse effects. I, for instance, have jabbed nose. I have acne. I have dry skin. And it only started after I got the uh, J&J jab. And it continues through this day. Um, but, you know, it's not something abnormal. Um, my wife was jabbed with it. Uh, uh, My grandson also got uh, the Pfizer, being uh, of young age. Both of them are severe asthmatics, Um, so we decided it was the right thing for us to do. Not that we had to. We made an intelligent uh, choice about risk and went ahead and did it. Thankfully, to this point, we have not seen any adverse effects, so we're good, although, you know, it was probably the right thing. 
here in the school systems in my little hamlet, uh, COVID made the rounds of all the lower grades. And there were a a few times a a number of mandatory maskings that were happening because of clusters or just the numbers of kids in a particular school. But I think this whole thing has been ill-run by, in part, by the Trump administration. I'll give them the credit that in the beginning, we did not know what this was, what was going on and all of that. But we got better and better. Most of the deaths early on were from COVID, less so in the middle. And certainly we should be able to say, you know, that motor, that infamous example of the motorcyclist who uh, dropped his bike, cracked his head and died of that. But it was taken as a COVID death. You know, Mike, you're absolutely right. Money, money, money. Um But at this point, if you watch, Mike, when the BLM protests were going on, the medical folks said this is an acceptable risk because the underheard had to be heard during those protests without masks. And uh, now the Democrats are seeing, from what I'm reading about, not just a, a red wave, but a red tsunami. And look how fast, all of a sudden, boom. All over the Democrat states and the Democrat politicians saying, ah, you don't need the mask anymore. You know, those masks might have been useful against all the um, ashes and particulates that they were creating when they were peacefully burning things down. Yeah, but but, you know, I see a lot of people on the right continuing the meme of, you know, if it was good during BLM, why wasn't good? Why wasn't it good for the rest of us? Why wasn't it good? Uh, Why wasn't it good? at Sturgis? Yeah, really. Hey, Steve, just as an aside, you need a better light. We're not using video, so I don't need any light. Ah, okay. The video is just so we can see each other. You're starting to look like that Darth character. Yeah, my wife could turn the light. Hang on a second. Keep talking. I'll be right with you. Talking is what we can do. That's rather easy. Uh, There is a face associated with that voice. The dark side of the moon is yeah, over here. Yeah, and, and you probably need here. to shut the curtains behind you because the the dynamic range as I, well. I'm actually impressed. See, don't I, you? I'm actually impressed. Don't you just yeah. like that we can nag? Don't you just like it that we can nag you from afar? I do. Well, this is, wouldn't this wouldn't be the ideal place for me to do the podcast every week, but since we're just fooling around, I'm on my kitchen table. Anyway, we're almost halfway through our beta test, and. Um, I guess this is a good time to ask you guys what you think about this uh, interface so far. I think it's okay, but I do want to run one test. I want us all talking at the same time, and let's see what comes out in the actual recording. All right, so here we go. Ready? When I get to three, we're all going to just talk, and then you understand how this works, right? We're all recorded locally, and then the local audio is uploaded to Riverside, and then it's all overlaid together. So we should be able to do this. And the final version will be all of us going, <laughs> So you ready? One, two, three. Everybody talk. Say something. You're not talking. Now is, what is now wrong is with you? time for all good men to come <laughs> to the aid of the party. We used to have to. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. And we're done. Because that was the most fun when we were all coming at it all at the same time. And it made for a great time because they knew that we knew the stuff. We were interested and that we could say what we want. And it was a 
audio free for all, and it was kind of fun to watch the video as well. And it was good, and stop that... all the time. <laughs> yeah, and and then here we go. This I could actually kind of hear you all while we were doing that, which I didn't expect. And we couldn't do it on on our Zoom trials either. We couldn't do it in Zoom. We couldn't do it in Skype. And so this is, for, ladies and gentlemen, so far. This is a winner. Even though you can't see what I'm doing, they can, and that's what matters. And that's an important part. If I would like to go to video versions of this, you know, of course, the bandwidth, the uh, file size, um, we will never be able to use a file that size directly on Granite Rock. We'll have to use it on YouTube or Gab or someplace and then share that link. So that that's perfectly doable. And um, there's no limitation, you know, if we sign up for a better plan, we'll get, um, I think the one I looked at was, um, you know, it wasn't too expensive, but we'd get 15 hours a month, which means we could do this every week, plus interviews or anything else we wanted to do. Um, the plan below that wasn't enough hours. So I didn't, I wasn't looking at that one. But um, for those of you listening, I, I did post an article up today hoping that you would help support the uh, offset cost that we will embrace when we do this uh, by subscribing or making a donation. And um, we will be paying for this monthly, I think. So far, it looks like it's a winner. And hopefully you will join us and we will come up with some sort of exciting, valuable content for you. I'm now going to play... I, I'm, I really wish you guys could hear this because... So anyway, uh, we will have to work out the logistics of ads and bumpers, and everybody else can hear this, but you guys will have to actually watch or listen to the podcast to hear what it is. But um, we'll go back to doing what we did before, which was some pretty cool stuff. I think um, listening back... You always came up with great bumpers. I love those. (laughs) Listening back to the old programs, we 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 had a pretty good program. Um, we had pretty good audio quality. We had really decent engineering and everything, you know, just all that equipment and all that stuff. And, and we really kind of made the time to make it all work. And it sounded very professional. Um, it doesn't have to. I mean, I've seen some great podcasts that are just a couple guys talking, you know, and maybe that's what it is. But uh, I'm kind of excited to bring it back, especially since there's no traveling Right, and involved. then the thing is, with, nice. with three or more, <laughs> you don't want to get too big, but with three or more, you can riff off each other, and it just goes, uh, well, sometimes it goes ballistic, which is fun. Well, we, you know, we did invest a lot of money into equipment to make it professional, to uh, have good production quality uh, content. But I think... Um, as opposed to just saying the three of us riffing off and an occasional guest here and there, I think what we were able to bring as bloggers, having four or five uh, grocksters in the room at the same time, then adding in additional folks, that's what really made the show for me, in that everybody had an opinion. We all went off in all kinds of directions all at the same time, so there was nothing ever repeated, and I'd love to be able to do that again. But I can see right now on the on the video part, audio sounds great, Steve, so this was a good choice. But we are going to have to invest on some uh, better uh, lighting and probably a little more bandwidth. Yes, Steve, I'm looking at you even though you can't see me because of the glare in my glasses. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, either, I'm, yeah, I'm either very lucky considering the light outside is fading, or the video processing for Riverside is better than Zoom and some of the other conferencing apps because my face is staying. Yeah, the, my face is staying relatively evenly lit, even though the bulk of my light is from this side. If you've been here, you know the the little bar of lights uh, just above the, the door to my sunroom. And I turned on all the other lights in the room just to give a little bit of, of infill. Yeah, you're You also have some very nice warm paneling behind well, you, well, or at well least that. some trim. And that, that color definitely translates to your face, which makes you look warm and inviting. I look – Skip looks pale and white. I look red, pinkish, pasty, and I have nothing but – Neutral colors yeah. behind me. And, and, <laughs> so it's and I've got my Glockmark over the shoulder. Yes, you do. You are going to print, yes. you are gonna print another it. batch of backwards. those put out at events, aren't you, Skip? Yes. A a any yes. any and, chance of a small batch uh, for the 20th? Well, I, I don't know just yet. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I was in a little bit of a sour mood when we started. I'm just feeling... My standard answer is overloaded and overwhelmed lately. So I'm trying to put everything together and I'm falling behind. But I notice, um, Mike, with you, you, you get pixelated a lot. So we may have to work on that. Mine looks pretty clear, except anything other than my face looks like it's too dark <laughs> yeah. in here. So, yeah, it's we all got issues. So, well, yes, part of that's we have skipping. issues. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Wait a second. We may not have the issue. We will probably have bandwidth issues. The reason you look like this is because the default setting that I set up when I set up the meeting was 720p. I can change it to 1080, which means the software will process the video better, but that won't solve bandwidth issues. No, if that'll, we have that'll, make them. Them, so, that'll make them worse. Um, now, yeah, my upload, ba yes, yeah, it my will, upload bandwidth is not terrific. Um but it's interesting that, Steve, you weren't saying I was pixelated. Also, um, you know, the upload of the video and audio is only running slightly behind uh, real time. Well, that's the other thing. This is all being recorded locally. So the, the, the online picture that you're seeing is not the actual picture that would show right. up. So what? Yeah, because you are being recorded by your camera at whatever setting your camera is set at, and what you're looking at is a 720p broadcast version, not the same. The audio won't be the same either. The audio will be whatever your laptop or device records, which is then uploaded to Riverside, which I then put into the go into the editor, and I then just pull it down, and it syncs it, and and I can just export it like that, and we're done. Um, and so if we can if we can master all the cute little ditty bits, you know, the music at the beginning, the music at the end, a couple of breaks in the middle, everything else looks like, and I haven't done it yet, but I've, I've been watching the tutorials. And for those of you listening at home, uh, this is what it's about. This is the Inside Baseball. We think we have found the cure for our we can't do a podcast problem. And that would be this, Riverside and FM. We don't, and so we don't need – And we won't find out yeah. again. We won't know until we do it, and so we'll get to listen to this version, and then we will do we'll, – we'll probably sign up for it, and then we can do a, a video version just to see how that comes yep. out, give it a test, you know, yeah. and Either we'll way, go from there. Just, just for the record, I have a, a gigabit 
service coming down 50 megabit upload steve what do you have i've got a clue but it's not that uh, okay i will tell yeah, you that I, it shouldn't I've be got too bad down and, and supposedly 10 up but five is a better average but i don't have a lot of stuff going up from other applications yeah most <laughs> yeah see the other problem i have is i have three tvs and four other people in my house who may or may not be using bandwidth at any given moment. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I, you know, I could suddenly be like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, here's a way around that. Yeah. Steve is, uh, although the laptop I'm using right now is strictly Wi-Fi, um, the laptop sitting next to me, I should have taken the wired port out and plugged it into here. If you can get a wired, uh, line to your router somewhere somehow that'll get rid of the Wi-Fi problem for you. Well, again, the, the, we have to remember that that particular problem is really just for this part of the program where we are looking at each other. Because in theory, based on everything I've watched, none of that should matter unless we live stream. Then it would matter. But if we're going to pre-record, which is the plan right now, it shouldn't because the local copy will be different from the version that you see as us interacting together. Yep. So, and it looks like we just lost Mike's camera. Interesting. I see Mike. I yep. still see him. I see camera is disabled due to slow internet connection. Video is still recorded. I well, see Mike. Well, that's interesting. I'm yeah, looking right I, at And him. mine says that the uploads are close to uh, real time. So that's that's very odd. Um, so I actually have a wire from my router to an access point that's only 10 feet from me. So it's not... This is the technical it, portion of the program. Not, we are techies. Yeah, this, this, this is not a Wi-Fi speed problem. The problem is in, in most likely in my aging router, and it's time to refresh my Wi-Fi stuff and maybe go for a, uh, maybe go for a 300 meg service. We'll call it the politics of podcasting. Mm-hmm. All right, so Skip. Yes. I know you're tired. You've had a long day. It started at 3 a.m. Yep. And I appreciate you looking as fresh as you do. It's all Pick a facade. A it's all, <laughs> all a facade. Okay, well, facade away. Pick a topic and go. Government malfeasance. As you, oh, that's a big one. Uh, oh, yeah. It's ever-present, never goes away. And my current topic right now is... Uh, that of the Gunstock Area Commission. Uh, here in Belknap County, we have the what used to be called the Gunstock uh, Ski Area. Uh, they've gone upscale and they call it the Gunstock Mountain Resort. And uh, there's a lot of turnover and turmoil. And believe it or not, in a government agency whose product is just producing snow, politics. So uh, that's keeping me busy uh, very busy. Uh, they don't like the fact that I'm issuing right to knows. It's lovely when you RTK emails and then you start posting some of them up. Uh, I'm going. I've had uh, a request in for the entire Gunstock Mountain uh, budget at the general ledger level, so I can start looking at things and going, hmm, this looks rather interesting. Let's see where this money goes, and then asking for the paper trails. Uh, right now, I'm just waiting along with my lawyer. Uh, to go to Superior Court because the manager of Gunstock Mountain Resort, Tom Day, refused to give me the budget, even though they are a government agency. And that's the problem. They think they're a business. 
No, you're a government agency, and you have no choice in this matter. Now, I gave the uh, Gunstock Area Commissioners who are, there's a turnover going. There are people who believe in open and transparency taking over from the inside, the business folks. So I'm trying to, I'll be open. I'm trying to help that process along. Uh, because it's only better for the taxpayers. You know, when the Gunstock Mountain Resorts crows about having $9.3 million in the bank, but seemingly wants other areas of government to pay the million-plus dollars to pave their dirt parking lot, there's a problem there. There's a problem when the high-paid senior management and staff get bonuses and all the little people get bupkis. There's a problem when they're using local advertising with Tom Day's picture on the front of it being the the face of the mountain during a time when uh, there seems to be lots of politicking by that same senior management and a couple of the gunstock commissioners, and I will name names, Gary Kaidash to be primary, uh, to get other people to fill the vacant slots. And Rusty McClare, who was a gunstock commissioner, basically became a squatter. He was supposed to fill an old, uh, somebody quit. He was supposed to f- serve five months. Well, he's, he has squatted uh, 16 months in that commissioner's seat, and now he's looking to run for um, you know, reappointment. And so is my fr- my friend and co-founder of Granite Rock, Doug Lambert, uh, who is well-skilled in business, knows government because of Granite Rock, and uh, he's running for a position too. And oh, by the way, just at the end of the filing period on Friday, two more people came forward to run for this. So, you know, I've seen the people on the left going, we should take the politics out of gun stock. Well, guess who's inserting the politics into gun stock? You know, this is like uh, what happened at well, the it's, SCOTUS it's a taxpayer funded. It's a taxpayer-funded enterprise. It's, there's no way it can't be politics. There's taxpayer dollars. It's owned by the county. It's a public property. It has to be political. Well, that's what they keep trying to decry. And I keep saying as, as soon as you get involved in government, I do this a lot over at that eco-socialist website at Treehugger. I love winding them up, and most of them can't answer my uh, assertions. But anytime you involve government, of course it's going to be politics. But they don't. You know, it's okay for them to play politics, but not for us. So I just love to be able to say, poke you in the eye. Why, if, if they That's thought what we it do. Should, we people. If they thought it should be free of politics, they should set it up as a 501c3 uh, or similar and, and uh, invite charitable donations for their excess costs. Well, I told them that because there's been a lot of talk about letting it privatize itself. You know, let the management buy it off the county, either on a one lump sum or a down payment and ongoing payments or make an offer to lease it, reap the rewards. I mean, some of the people there are, are actually very good in business. I have no problem with that. But if you're, you can't have it both ways. You can't take advantage of government and s- still say, but we're a business, so we need privacy and this proprietary stuff in here. And I'm going, how proprietary can you get? Especially when I showed them what they had done on the budget where I somebody sent me a 2017 budget to the GL uh, line level and I said see 
you've done this before, so why are you crying crocodile tears now? Oh, you just don't like me poking into your stuff. It's what we do. We bring big flashlights into places. And there's also there's also another Rochester issue coming up against Tactical 2A that uh, our friend Seamus Casey... Uh, <laughs> big... <laughs> Apropos, Mike, thank you, that uh, we may be getting involved with, too, because there's politics going on there. You know, it's sort of like maybe we will be carrying on the tradition of Ed Nail, not to his level of excellence, because he spent decades doing that. But we can at least publicize it mm-hmm. and have fun that oh, way. Yeah. So that's my issue. Well done. It is. And he's been writing about it at GranitRock.com, which you should be reading. While you're listening, perhaps, or maybe before or after, um, you can visit us on numerous social media locations, which we will not name because I don't have them memorized. I used to do that, but I don't do it anymore. Well, let's see if we can relate it. Telegram, MeWe, Minds, Covia. Um, are we on Truth Social yet? Not yet? Uh, Gab. Okay. Rumble. Gab, yes, and Gab, Gab, we have an outpost on Gab TV. We've been, I've been putting up uh, segments up there. We're, st- by the way, subscribe to us there as well as on YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand uh, subscribers on YouTube because then we can just monetize that, and you don't even have to watch us. Just say that you subscribe. Yes, we do, we have to get it's, the it hour. It helps even more if my videos could go up on your YouTube instead of mine. We'll talk after the uh, the podcast, and I'll send you the credentials. Yeah, but never mind. I, I covered the um, bang-up Second Amendment rally with the ladies, where Steve was the uh, st- well, one of the star speakers. W- yes, I was a woman for seven and a half minutes, so I could speak at the Women's Defense League of New Hampshire rally. Well, all fine gentlemen defend <laughs> women anyway. I'm not going there. Not going oh, there. Oh, no, I, that's their rules, right? I, I, if anybody says, oh, this is a women's defense league, why are you there? You're not a woman. Well, for seven and a half minutes, I was women a woman. Women supporters. That's right. That's right. There were. Uh, I was there. Bob Clegg was there. I mean, he's not yeah. a woman either. And he spoke. Um, Steve Negron was there. He spoke. He's not a woman. Wait a minute. So, Wait a minute, uh, Steve. How can you know the difference between a man and a woman? I'm the biologist here in the, as far as the Groxers are concerned. I have a degree in biology. But you? How do you know the difference when a Supreme Court justice— How do I know you're not just presenting as a biologist? Do you want me to— ah, do you, I, can, I know you have a degree. I know. I can show you the degree. I don't need to see it. I know you do. That's why I, that's why I sent you that thing, because I'm like, hey, you're a biologist, right? Yes. Katanji Brown has all sorts of degrees that she don't know nothing about law. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so we have we have our first black female Supreme Court justice, which is fine. And, of course, we expected it, it would probably be a liberal because Democrats would never let a Republican appoint – a black female well, they proved justice it. to the Biden Supreme Court. included. Janice Rogers Brown. I know. I know. Yep. And look they didn't the, even want her. They didn't want her on the circuit court. They, Forget the Supreme Court. <laughs> they didn't even want a black man on the Supreme Court. Look what they did to Clarence right, Thomas. Lynching. So, yeah, you know, they totally. High tech lynching. That's right. You know, 
I keep hearing the first this, first that, first this, first that. They got upset because one Republican senator didn't clap at the announcement. You know something? I am so tired of the first this, first that type of identity politics. I go, I don't even want to hear it anymore. I'm tired of it. And if that gets me in trouble with somebody, I don't care. I care that are they a good person? Do they pay their taxes? Do they love their family and friends? Are they good at what they do? And I don't think that somebody who uh, gets behind BLM, critical race, and all the other identity politics that she is going to bring to the Supreme Court is a good person to have on the Supreme Court. No, I, I actually – I can't wait for them to get their first free speech case because <laughs> even even the liberal justices – I mean those cases always come back 9-0, almost always, maybe 8-1. It, it's it, pretty it, rare. Yeah. But I can't wait for one of those to show up because I want to see how she votes. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. It is. And then so as far as the identity politics thing goes, we've been all over that. Today we had a, a piece on right-handed privilege, but what if my right hand identifies as my left? Um, we have uh, numerous – it's just uh, – you have to love the left because they just give you this stuff. And it's like free blog material, literally forever. I can write posts from now until I drop dead and just – Misabuse or abuse or whatever you want to say, this notion that you can be a man or a woman whenever you feel like one. It, it's absurd. Yeah. And that's why at the start of this I said we may be at peak trance with this William uh, Thomas, now known as Leah Thomas, and has done everything that we on the right has said was going to happen. You're going to have guys walking around showing their junk all over a girl's locker room, and the girls have to shut up and say nothing about it. They're going to take away their spots on the teams. They're going to take their spots away on the championship uh, races, and they're going to take away all the records. So once again, the left is basically proving the deal that if you want the best women for a job, get a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, but it really comes down to, you're right, Steve. Make them live up to their own rules so when they start jibber-jabbering about us, just, well, you guys set the new rules. We're just playing by them. And Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Make them live up to their own rule book. I mean, that's it. We're in business forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, so whenever they yeah. – I'm sorry. Well, I, had, ahead, I had to pick up on your left-handed uh, privilege there. So uh, if you ever use – yeah, if right you ever use the fountain yes. pen, our left-handed writers pen pushers. As you know, the way you have to you have to use it, you're basically pushing it into the paper as you as you write. It's much right. it's as much harder for a left-handed yep. person to write correctly. Maybe Aramaic script and Hebrew was devised by a left-handed <laughs> priest. <laughs> Could have been. You never know. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what what the heck? Back to you. Uh, you just well, you know, him, Mike. You just you made him speechless. He did briefly. I was just actually thinking about what I was going to say next because we have just a couple minutes left, and um, I, I'm I'm kind of excited. I think this went really well. Um, Skip solved his little technical problem, which was great, and it's nice to know that we can work these things out. Um, with all three of us on the screen uh, before we ever hit the record button. Um, 
you know, we could work on sound and lighting and, and all of that stuff. And I think this is a, a fabulous uh, platform. This dashboard is pretty cool. And uh, there's a lot of things for us to learn here. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy so far with the outcome. And uh, we'll find out for certain once uh, everybody's um, audio has been uploaded. Keep in mind that you have to keep that dashboard open until the little thing tells you that your audio has been completely uploaded. It should only take a few moments. Um, it's doing it live on the fly as we're talking, so it so shouldn't take too long. So if I get it right, I, I click the Leave Studio and then wait a few more seconds for the 100% to show up, then I close the browser. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, now, I'm looking at this because I'm late to the party. I was out all day long and then exhausted, took a long nap. And then out and, again, and then out. sort of a different way. Yep. <laughs> so I see this uploading at 99% at the top. You're at 99% now, so when we finish this, it'll probably take seconds for it to finish. Once it hits 100, you can shut it down. Yep. More bandwidth, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. More bandwidth. Well, anyway, this is uh, – if you're at 99% now, that's pretty good because you're it's keeping up with you as you're going. And that's mine, exactly what mine, we want. Even mine has been um, – yeah. it'll make it a even lot easier for me. Even mine has been 99% all the way along. So what I was what, – yeah. Mine's at 99%. So what so I was thinking good. while we do this is you know, we want to do interviews or field interviews with a panel. Um, if I take an iPad or two iPads out in the field – uh, I can sit across the table from somebody, and both of us can be facing a camera, and 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 the two, and the, there and is, the two of you. And there is a Riverside FM app for iPhone and Android. You could actually use this software while well, you're doing that. Hey guys, we're coming for WMUR with that. Hopefully, at some point, that's the goal to be able to compete. Right now, we're just swimming. Trying to get everything done because we have oh, all this stuff going on. Let, let, let's, stra- let's strap on the uh, outboard and uh, sharpen the shark teeth and let's get going. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to leave myself a couple minutes to add some bumpers at the front and the back. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me for our beta version of Grok Talk or whatever we're going to call it, 3.14159. And uh, we will – that's not? just a working, it's a working title. Working title, working title. And um, thank you so much for your time. And I'm going to try to play some music to see if this is going to work. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. 